Welcome to the Jesus Never Ran podcast, where we focus on taking time in this life to make a difference in this world. I'm your host, Matt Kinzera. Let's take a walk. This week, we hear from Jesus Never Ran, Dream Team member, and sponsor, Kathy Jensen. If you fail, you can do something else. But what if you're awesome? And guess what? I found a spot that I love. Each day, we are reminded of the role our faith plays in our lives. But does it play a role in our finances as well? Now, for the members of Thrivent Financial, it does. For over a century, Thrivent has been helping Christians blend faith, finances, and generosity. Because it's not just about making more, it's about doing more for your family, your church, and community. Learn more about Thrivent's unique mission by calling Kathy Jensen, Thrivent Financial Representative, at 715-231-1662. Disclosures, licensed agent, producer of Thrivent Financial, marketing name for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans, registered representative of Thrivent Investment Management Incorporated, thrivent.com slash disclosures. The concept behind Jesus Never Ran is just the reality that Jesus made a bigger difference on this earth than arguably anybody else in the history of humanity. And when you read about him, you recognize that you, number one, don't get a chance to see him ever run. But really, if you dig in, you don't really ever see him in a hurry. Yet his mission was clear and he had no problem accomplishing it. So what we're trying to do with Jesus Never Ran is help people to first and foremost slow down. And then after we get to a place where we have a good amount of time, both in our schedules and in our minds, then we can really ask the question, well, what are we here on this earth to do? Now, that is a big task because we live in the society that is against so much of what I just said. We live in a society that moves so quickly, that puts so many things above this, and it's creating a real challenge. And I believe the excess that we see in our society, especially in this area, is causing a lot of problems in our world. So the whole dream behind Jesus Never Ran helping you, the listener, helping myself, helping anybody who encounters us to slow down and then really figure out what you are here on this earth to do, how you can make this place a better place to live. But step one is obviously the slow down part. In order to do this, I have a team of people that I've surrounded myself with because I think this mission is a little bit bigger, a lot bit bigger than what I'm able to do all by myself. So I've surrounded myself with a group of people who have gifts and abilities that are different than mine. All these people are incredible. They come from different walks of life. And we together are working towards what we ultimately want to accomplish, which is what I already mentioned. Now, the big dream is that we surround some people with incredible ideas and the team of people actually works with them to help them get their their lives into a place where they can successfully do that thing that's on their mind and on their heart. And there will be more on that in the days and weeks and months to come. But on our way there, what I thought it would be important to do is to introduce you to each one of the people on the Jesus Never Ran Dream Team. So today, I want to introduce you to Miss Kathy Jensen. First, I'm a woman of faith. Um, I'm a mom of four teenage girls and a wife to Kyle and an employee for Advent Financial. 
I like to have fun. I like to make people laugh. And I think joy is like part of what makes me come alive. I also say because I have four teenage girls, you have to just laugh because it's always a roller coaster. Outside of that, um, I, I have found that my the mission trips that I've done have just completely changed who I am. My eyes are open to things that I had never seen before, and I get really excited about that. Now, Kathy is on this team for a number of different reasons, but first and foremost, the biggest reason is just her heart for people. This showed up in a big way when she went on a mission trip to Nicaragua. The first mission trip I went on was in 2014, and I went purely because one of my girls wanted to go and she wouldn't go unless I went with. So it was my dad, two of my girls, and a, a team of people, and they literally had to pull me onto the plane crying. I did not want to go. And I got there, Nicaragua, and I it was a well-drilling trip, and I got out in the middle of that community, and it was hot, and it was stinky, and every thing was awful and I was sweating in places I didn't know I could sweat and I thought what in the heck am I doing here if I was killed with a machete they would drag me into the jungle and no one would ever find my body probably because I'd watched too many episodes of Naked and Afraid <laughs> um, so that but that was the start of something for me I, I realized that it wasn't life is not all about me and I can, I have a bigger purpose and can help other people. So after that trip to Nicaragua, um, the next year I went to El Salvador and I've now been to El Salvador eight times and six times on a mission trip through Living Water. And then one time I went, um, I had met a woman down there that didn't have a home. She was a single mom with three kids and they lived in a little Tin Shack. A friend had introduced me to her and she told me when I was there that God had promised her one day she would have a home. I just started to cry. I'm like, I, I said, I'm standing on holy ground here. I looked around and instead of seeing the garbage and the filth, I just saw the beautiful flowers and, and the land and I just knew that I was being called to help her and so I made her a promise I will be back and you're gonna have a home one day and then I got back here in Wisconsin was like oh no wait I made a promise now how am I gonna how am I gonna help her with that so we uh, I contacted friends and people who I knew would be passionate about it and we got the money together and I took it down um, by myself, strapped to my waist, I had $12,000 strapped to my waist, and brought the money down there, and we found local builders and built this woman a house. And last year I got to go down and, and see her again and her family, and um, they had said to me, we thought you would never come back. And I, you know, I'm like, I made, I made a promise, and I knew that it maybe took a little longer than they thought, but they have a home. Now I'm like, who else needs a home? And there are lots of needs, but I feel like God will highlight people. So I'll continue to do trips. What an incredible story. 
a story where you don't want to do something. You go there almost literally kicking and screaming and it changes your life forever. Now, one of the tricky parts about missions trips, since you can have an experience like this and then after you're done with it, there's a bit of this feeling of, okay, how do we how do we respond to this? Even beyond, beyond what Kathy did with getting the house for the family, how do we respond to this when we get back into our own routine? How do we respond to this when we go back to work, when we get back to America? Because there's a big challenge in our country of being able to stay connected in that way. Our values here are very different than other people's values are in other countries. Truly, I feel like it is my job to share what I've seen and give people opportunities to be a part of that. And whether it's sharing my story and, you know, or maybe they want to donate to a trip or a project or something, maybe they even want to go on a trip. I feel like I'm kind of like a, a bridge that God has used to help connect people in that way. Um, so I'm, I'm constantly sharing my story with people about generosity and just living that way. I run into a lot of people who wonder what they have to offer to this world. And at the end of the day, the one unique thing that all of us have that we can offer this world is our story. You might not think your story amounts to much, but it matters to somebody. And you have something that you've gone through that somebody else can relate to. And so I asked Kathy, okay, what about your story? Because this is probably the biggest question. Okay, so if I'm going to use my story, my life, to make a difference in this world, how do I do that? So I asked Kathy that question. What part of your story, how do you share your story to encourage people and to help people? Okay, so it's interesting. I just, I just did this with a couple of friends of mine. And I said, start from age zero on 44 and go to 44. And I said, I want you to pick something that's been above the line, that's been really awesome and cool, but you can see how God used that to bring you to the place you are now. And then something below the line that, hey, that did not feel good or that was a really crummy part of my life. And so I did that, I did that with myself. My above the line was the mission trips that I've been able to be a part of and um, the people that have traveled with me, my kids, how it's opened my eyes and the people I've met down in that beautiful country um, where I, I look at them and I say, I don't know why I was born where I was born, but I do know that if we lived in the same place, we would be friends because I think you are such a beautiful, beautiful person. Um, and then my below the line point, I would say what is happened in 1996 when I was in college, I was sexually assaulted and went through a jury trial and it was absolutely awful, awful time in my life. But God has totally redeemed that and used that because I have such a heart to minister, especially to women and um, women uh, who've maybe walked that same path or in a vulnerable position. And I think it's even helped me on my mission work when I, you know, like the woman I saw, I'm like, I want her children, I want her daughter to be in a safe place to be protected so that she doesn't have to fear about someone getting in her home. You know, she can, there's safety there. So both of those things, one very high, one very low point in my life, but God has used both of those to bring a beautiful story together to make me who I am today. 
One of my favorite authors, Father Richard Rohr, he talks about how you'll see God the most in places of great love and great suffering. And that certainly is the case in Kathy's story. So if you're looking at your own story, look for those two things. Look for your highest highs and your lowest lows, and you'll probably find spaces where God has shown up in incredible ways. Now, Kathy's story is a really challenging one, and so I wanted her to dig in just a little bit more to how she uses that story of hurt to help other people. I would say that it took me a little a while. It took me years after that situation happened before I really... Like I had stuck it in a closet and said, I just don't want to deal with this. I don't want to think about it. I don't ever want to like face that again. And then it started, I started thinking about it more and and it would come to mind and things would remind me. And, you know, I was kind of triggered to some old memories. And then I truly understood, like God was saying, hey, Kathy, like putting it in the closet and tucking it away isn't isn't healing. Like, let's expose this a little bit and let me, I, I describe it as he like rubbed his healing balm over my heart and my mind. And, um, then from there, I, I found myself in positions of like leading women's Bible studies. Um, I've had situations where there have been young women that maybe my girls have known that have said, I was in a similar situation and my girls have said, you should talk to my mom. She will really understand what you're going through. And so I've been able to minister to young women that way too. Um, and something beautiful also that came out of it was I met my husband right at that same time. And he was a, a, a friend that walked through that journey with me. And then we ended up getting married and that's a whole, that's another whole story, but, um, God, God used that too, to, to bring the two of us together. Something I hear on a fairly consistent basis are people who are interested in doing something. Maybe they have an idea or a thought. They have this thing that grows in their heart and they want to try it, but they're in the middle of their life. And so they're challenged to figure out actually how to do it. And maybe they're fearful because there's so many things going on in their life already and so many excuses not to do it. Well, Kathy had an idea and she tried it and she succeeded. I was a stay-at-home mom for 15 years before I came to Thrivent. And a friend of mine said, Kathy, I think you would, I think you'd like this. I think you'd be good at it. And I was like, I have been a stay-at-home mom for a long time. Who's going to want me to come and work for them? But I also knew I had gifts to share. And uh, I, I met um, the manager in the Eau Claire office and interviewed with him. And once I understood the company, it's a faith-based company um, very flexible for me with my family. Um, but mostly that faith piece, I said, okay, sign me up. I want, I want to do this. And, um, now I've been able to, like I said, it's, it's confusing sometimes because I'm helping people build wealth, but truly in my job, I'm helping people and inspiring them to be more generous, generous with their time or their talents or, their money. And I think that just comes through conversation. What I love about my job is that I get to sit across the table from couples and people and say, tell me your story. 
you know, how'd you get to where you are? Because it's not, it's not just about the money. I want to get to understand them and build a relationship with them and understand what's important to them. And then think about how can we help you make an impact around you? It, even if it's the humane society or um, something else that they're passionate about, it doesn't have to be mission trips, but okay, how can we inspire you to be more generous and, and give in that area? So for me, it's all about relationships and being able to work for a company where faith is um, one of the primary baselines of who we are. When Kathy started this new journey, her children were all still at home, her husband still working. Not a lot of things had changed around her, yet she knew she wanted to take this new direction in her life. So I asked her to dig in a little bit. What were the issues that you really had to work through in order to make this happen? Because so many of us stop before we start because we can't figure out in our minds the details. How could we ever make this work? My husband had to start buying groceries for our family sometimes. My kids have really lowered their expectations of what mom is preparing for dinner because I totally suck at that now. They're like, our mom doesn't ever cook for us anymore, um, which is not true. I try to like at least once or twice a month. Um, but I think just just the time, balancing the time, and people say, oh, you have to have work-life balance. And I don't believe there is ever a true balance. I think you have to integrate the two. But when I'm at work, I try to work my butt off and do a good job. And when I'm at home, I do my very best to be present with my family. And sometimes that gets a little muddy, and I have to step back and say, okay, Kathy, Things need to be back in alignment a little bit more here. That word balance gets thrown around a lot in this conversation, and I think it should because it's vitally important. But did you hear Kathy talk about how she integrates her work life and her home life? That's a different thought. People say they need to balance, and I say they need to be integrated. They can't, you have to integrate them. Like, I, it's not a scale like, oh, I'm... I'm at work and now I'm at home. Like my, my family needs to understand. I brought my daughters here this week and I'm like, okay, you mow the lawn, help me with my filing. Um, we're going to go to this um, project that a client of mine, we're going to be serving food tonight. I want you guys to be a part of that. So I think it's just always integrated together. Another challenge is, I mean, my kids are contacting me all day long, especially in the summer. Hey, mom, I need this. Mom, I need this. And, you know, so I'm pulled in a lot of directions. So it's um, prioritizing that and, and helping them understand, okay, I will get to you as soon as I can, um, but not making them feel like they're less important because I've um, chosen a career. Every passionate person that I know breathes whatever they're passionate about. It's just who they are. It's such a huge part of their lives that the idea of true balance, this is home life, this is work life, is just not a reality. I'll take myself for example. I'm always thinking and talking about Jesus Never Ran, about speaking opportunities, about In It Together, our marriage company that my wife and I have. It's just who we are. It's what we're really excited about all the time. So you better believe our kids hear about it. You better believe our friends hear about it. And we work from home, so it just has to be a part of our life. So that idea of integrating is so incredible. And I love how Kathy just gets her kids involved. Such a beautiful picture. So maybe for you, if that's what's keeping you from taking that leap or doing something new in your life, 
Maybe that's the piece you have to get a hold of where you don't have to necessarily sacrifice your family life to do your passion. You just need to consider how to integrate them. The final question I asked Kathy is what were the things that tried to keep you from going after that dream that you so desired to go after? What were the things that almost caused you not to do it? I think first of all, it was guilt. I'm not going to be there 100% of the time for my kids. But what I have seen is that they have become much more independent and they've, they've grown up. So things change. But also I knew what would stop me would be fear. What if I fail? And I remember my husband saying to me, yeah, but what if you're awesome at it? If you fail, you can do something else. But what if you're awesome? And guess what? I found a spot that I love. I love my job. I love being here. I'm not saying every day is perfect. There are challenges that come with it. But I'm so glad I took the took the leap of faith. And I, I think unless we take some of those risks, you just don't know what could happen but I don't want fear to be what holds me back from taking a risk yeah because what if you are awesome what if you like what you do and I, I just see how it's changed our lives it's given my family um, resources to do the mission trips and, and different things that when I was a stay-at-home mom those opportunities weren't as easy to come by but I would encourage women like think about think don't um discount your your past experiences or where God has you in a certain time because there might be something super awesome in the next step of your life. I I would love to talk to anybody about that. It doesn't have to be finances, just hey I you know feel challenged to try something new. Go for it. What if you're awesome? In the midst of the trials, in the midst of struggles in life, when you're thinking about those things, when you're wanting to do that thing that you desperately always wanted to do, ask yourself the question, what if you're awesome? For Kathy Jensen, walking like Jesus means going kicking and screaming to a different country and allowing it to change your life. And it means answering the question, what if I'm awesome? What if this works? What if this makes a huge difference to everyone around me? On your way of discovering how awesome you truly are, get a little help from The Walking Club. The Walking Club is a video series that will help you get from where you are to where you want to be. Go to www.jesusneverran.com and sign up today. When you're going after your dreams, make sure you take a break and enjoy life. My favorite way to do that is on my front porch with my wife, my friends, and my favorite Infinity Beverage. You can go to www.infinitybeverages.com and order online and they will deliver directly to your door. That's Infinity Beverages, proud sponsor of Jesus Never Ran and Dreamers Everywhere. Next week, we hear from another one of our Jesus Never Ran team members, Molly Kohler. Molly's a young woman who has let her entire life, including her disappointments, including the times when she was confused, she allowed all of that to lead her to the place where she is. 
which is a place full of excitement and adventure and potential. We'll see you next week.